The night may be long and the dark may be deep, but the answers are there to be found. Whether it's the normal, the abnormal, or the paranormal, you're in the right place. Let's go Beyond Reality. Good evening, good morning, and welcome. It's Beyond Reality Radio. I'm your host, J.V. Johnson. Jason has the night off. By the way, I just want to say, um, you know, a lot of people have asked why Jason has so many nights off. Um, he's in the process of filming, and uh, he will be coming back to the program when he gets a break from the filming. But I know a lot of folks who are Ghost Hunters fans are anxious to uh, know what the new project is. The working title right now is Ghost Nation. It'll be on the Travel Channel. That part is public. Um, that may not be the title when they actually get around get around debuting it in October. I think they'll be doing that. But um, well, as soon as we know, we'll let you know. And, of course, Jason will be back with us when he can be. But thank you for being here. We've got a great show lined up. Dina Ray will be joining us. Dina is an author and a conspiracy expert. We're going to be talking about the New World Order. This is a topic that has a lot of people frightened. And uh, we're going to delve into it um, in, in a little bit. Um, we'll also be talking uh, this week with Rob Shelsky. He's been on the program before. He's a MUFON field investigator. And Dr. Paul Leslie, a psychotherapist, author, and educator, will be here to talk about hoodoo doctors and shamanism. A lot of great stuff here. And I'm not so sure this is great. I'm going to let you folks decide uh, for yourselves what you think about this but uh, we've got orion the producer here in the studio now what what made you decide to grow mutton chops and did you just do it over the weekend because i don't remember you having a beard last week uh <laughs> i did have a beard you did oh, okay. well i'm getting ready for my scarecon costume oh is that what it is yep oh so it's a costume thing you, it, so when you take on a role you go all the way i do okay all right well i can appreciate that <laughs> um i you know I, I don't know what the costume is and i'm not really sure what i think yet but i'm gonna I'm, i'll withhold judgment but it just kind of surprised me when you walked in today like that well uh i guess you'll see the full thing at scarecon i will i'm looking forward to that um couple things before I send uh, you back, Orion, into the booth. Um, you knew, Did you know who Stanton Friedman was? No. Yeah. Um, some sad news in the paranormal community. Stanton Friedman is considered to be the godfather of UFO um, and extraterrestrial research and investigation. In fact, Stanton Friedman is the gentleman that is credited with bringing the Roswell incident to the mainstream media. And he has, for 50 years, been an expert and an authority on the topic and has been lecturing. We had him on the program at least once, gosh, maybe twice. I know at least once. And he was just uh, um, an awe-inspiring intellect when it came to these topics. Uh, well, he passed away uh, at the age of 84 years old. Um, uh, sadly, he was on his way home from giving us a talk in, I think it was Columbus, Ohio. And he was in the Toronto airport and had an incident and... Um, he, he didn't survive it. But um, our thoughts and prayers are with his family. And he'll be missed in this community. I mean, he really, really was an intellect. And I know that, you know, Orion, you're busy with Slick uh, lining up guests, and that'll create a big hole in, um, in, in our universe as far as people who have real knowledge about uh, that particular topic. So, uh, again, our love, prayers, and, and uh, condolences to his family. But his work will never go away. His influence and his impact on what we do will never go away either. Um, and speaking of that, I'm sure you know who Tim Conway was. Oh, sure. Yeah, comedian. Dorf. Yeah, right. Dorf on golf, all those Dorf videos. Yeah, he, uh, Tim Conway, uh, 
Um, I best remember him, as many people do, from the Carol Burnett show. As a kid, I remember coming home from school and that show being on in late afternoon and that theme song. I used to like take nap, like fall asleep on the couch with that theme song. So I remember that fondly. But we lost Tim Conway and we lost Doris Day. Oh, no. They say these things happen in threes. Hmm. Right. That's mm-hmm. what you know. people say. In fact, we should get somebody on the program that's an expert in why these things happen in threes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we lost we lost uh, Tim Conway. We mm-hmm. lost Doris Day. Doris Day was 97. And we lost Stanton Freeman all in the last uh, like 48 hours. So, again, thoughts and prayers to all those folks. Um, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll leave the jury out as, as far as Orion's uh, mutton chops go. But if you want to comment in our chat room, feel free to do that. Anyway, you know, I just want <laughs> I just wanted to I needed to, to present that to you. That just my true feelings about what I saw when you walked in. That's all. <laughs> uh, like I said, we got a great show lined up for you tonight. Um, I want to remind folks, as Orion just did, we've got Scaricon coming up and you're going to be there, Orion. I will. Yeah. June 7th through the 9th. It's a great event with celebrities uh, vendors, parties, panel discussions, film screenings. It's a weekend-long event, fun for all ages. Framingham, Massachusetts, June 7th through the 9th. Go to scaricon.com. You'll get a whole bunch of information about the event and how to participate in it. But it is, uh, it's is—it's a pretty cool thing. And uh, what, Billy Zane's going to be there? You know, A lot of people know Billy Zane from Titanic. I mean, obviously, that was probably the most successful movie that he had been in. Mm-hmm. Um, he was what Cal Hockey or Hulk, whatever. I've never seen Titanic. What I know, he has mutton chops and he's never seen Titanic. Dead Calm, I've seen. Now, Dead Calm's a great film. That's a Billy Zane movie as well, as is uh, Demon Knight and um, what was the other one that uh, uh, the Phantom? Hmm. That was the other one I was, tra- I was trying to think of. Uh, Cassandra Peterson, Elvira, hmm. Elvira, Mrs. Mistress, Mistress of the Night. She'll be there, and uh, a bunch of uh, horror and paranormal celebrities as well. So again, that's Scaricon. Dot com. Check that out. All right, let's take a break. Let's uh, get ready to bring our guest in tonight. We'll be talking with Dina Ray. Dina is an author and a conspiracy expert, and we're going to be talking about the New World Order and her book. It's called Crowns and Cabals. It's Beyond Reality Radio. I'm your host, JV. Don't go away. We've got a great show ahead. Hey, it's JV here. You know I've asked for your support in the past, and I'm going to do it again because it's really, really important. And there are a couple of ways you can support the show, and it's so inexpensive. Now, you can go to Patreon, and you can become a Patreon supporter, and we really, really encourage that. But there's also another way. If you look at the description of the podcast, if you're a podcast listener, and you scroll down to the bottom, there's a way to support the show directly through the podcast app. And it's only 99 cents a month. It's less than a buck. You probably have that change in your couch right now. That dollar a month less than a dollar goes a long way in helping us produce this program provide great interviews for you during the course of the week i thank you in advance because the support is so important to the program if you're struggling to lose weight you've probably heard about weight loss medications like wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you meet plush care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey if you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Looking forward to a great show tonight with Dina Ray. Dina is an author and a conspiracy expert. We're going to be talking about the New World Order. Her website is Dina Ray's Write, with a W, writestuff.blogspot.com. And her new book is called Crowns and Cabals, Um, and we're going to talk about all that tonight with Dina. Dina, welcome to Beyond Reality Radio. It's an honor to have you here. 
Thank you so much for having me, JV. It's an honor to be your guest. So um, the first time you've been with us, so we need to learn a little bit more about you. How long have you been interested in conspiracies and this type of uh, subject matter? Well, I it probably started for me back when I was in college when we were going through the first Saw 4 in uh, the early 90s, and we could watch the war on television for the first time with uh, 24-hour news cycles. And there were uh, a lot of inconsistencies as to why we went to that war in the first place. So kind of uh, Saddam Hussein, uh, of course, got a little bit double-talked. He was told he could invade Kuwait, and then he invades, and then we told him that he couldn't, you know, on and on, it, and it went. So, so right away, as a young college kid, it gave me the idea that maybe the news isn't, entirely true and then now flash uh forward 10 years later now i'm uh an adult with two uh two babies actually and uh 9 11 hits and of course that i as i'm sure you and your listeners are all aware that was uh, a whole that opened up a whole can of worms in the conspiracy department and um they haven't stopped coming out since then. So really, um, it, it's interesting because, you know, I've, I've, we've talked to a lot of conspiracy folks here who uh, very in a very healthy fashion question what they hear, whether it's a news report or a government position or press release or whatever it happens to be. Um, but I think this might be the first time I've heard someone say the Gulf War really started it for them. Um, yeah. But it's, it's also very interesting to see how that led to uh, the 9-11 attacks, because a lot, there are a lot of people that look at the 9-11 attacks and the aftermath of those attacks and uh, have very, very serious questions about that. So would you say that the Gulf War itself was more of just a, a curiosity, but it was the 9-11 attacks that really started to make you question these things, or w- were they equally important in this process? I would say they were equally important because, again, we're dealing with the same uh, bad guy, Saddam Hussein, who didn't, you know, he, say what you will about the man, but he was not responsible for uh, the Twin Towers. So, again, why why were we at war with him the first time? Why were we at war with him the second time? A lot of people say, as goes the conspiracy that he was threatening to trade oil not on the U.S. dollar, which is a major no-no. So you can argue, like, you can you can say he was a bad guy and he was this and he was that, but we were friends with him when he was a bad guy and he was this and he was that. And then all of a sudden, he's, you know, our arch enemy. Well, it was Osama bin Laden who supposedly was responsible for the Twin Towers. In the Pentagon, and uh, so how can you, you know, blame it all on him? I guess, and again, we've got a father in one, and we got a son in the other. And uh, what's very interesting in the original Gulf War is that uh, George H. W. Bush, the first George the Elder, said the words. The, uh, he said uh, "New World Order" in a speech. So that really put my antenna up at a very young age. Hmm, well, what is New World Order? And um, 
it's becoming a more of a prevalent thing. It's 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 a conspiracy that now has legs. You've said you said so many things there that I want to address, and um, I, I want to try to keep this conversation on track. But at the same time, you brought up so many very interesting points. Um, the first thing I want to I want to bring up is the is the Gulf War situation here. I, you, you said Saddam Hussein and wasn't or was our friend and then all of a sudden he wasn't our friend he was our arch enemy i think he was our friend when he was at war with iran when that stopped i think it kind of changed things for whatever reason you know again there's there was way more to this than i can uh, talk about um but you said the words new world order you said george bush uh the the elder uh used the words new world order was that while he was president yes so when you yes, heard, when you heard those words, because that would have been um, late late 80s, early 90s, um, did they mean the same thing to you then that they mean now? I mean, did that show up as a blip on your radar? Because I don't, I'm not sure I would have understood those implications at that point. Well, I am, uh, you know, full disclosure here, I am a Christian, so... Part of Christian prophecy is a new world order, with, of course, the Antichrist running it. So whenever you talk about a one-world government or a new world order, I think I can't speak for every Christian, but your ears prick up. Like, whoa, see, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. This has been prophesied thousands of years ago. And here is a phrase that kind of fits that prophecy. So um, I didn't exactly know what it meant at the time. And then uh, Pat Robertson, around the same time, wrote a book about New World Order. Uh, who, If your listeners don't know who he is, he's a prominent uh, Christian figure and a minister who uh, wrote a book about where we're headed as uh, a world. And uh, again, with the Antichrist ushered in and... Um, you know, and, and uh, uh, the tribulation starts and all of that. And then, uh, of course, we've got nine eleven, and um, we've got even more people using the term New World Order. We've got Tony Blair and Gordon Brown from uh, United Kingdom using New World Order. Uh, oh, I apologize for my dog. We've got uh, Henry Kissinger was using it in uh, the 70s and the 80s, New World Order. But uh, he wasn't, of course, as, as famous as the president. Uh, we've got, uh, even going back uh, uh, farther, we've got uh, uh, Woodrow Wilson, League of Nations. He didn't say New World Order, but there was that implication that we will figure things out as a world. So this is this has been going on for a while. H.G. Uh, uh, Wells wrote a book called New World Order in uh, 1940, I believe. So this this started off at a very low steam, and then the first Gulf War really picked it up when we've got the president using that term. And I I, I don't know if this is true or not, but it was on Twitter when Joe Biden announced his candidacy that he has used the term in the past. So, Do do these politicians using that phrase, New World Order, could that possibly just mean, I mean, I would assume that at the defeat of uh, Adolf Hitler in World War II, there was a new world. 
I'm, he used that phrase too. Yeah, but I'm just saying when when Hitler was defeated after World War II, there was a new world order, but it wouldn't necessarily be the new world order that we're talking about tonight. So when politicians use that phrase, do you are you convinced they are talking about the new world order in terms of what we're about to talk about tonight, one world government controlled by a select few, or are they just talking about things have changed? I think the former. I honestly think the former. I think more and more the uh, the need to be sneaky and, uh, you know, uh, covert about everything right. isn't as much anymore. Hmm. The, uh, the table has been set, so to speak. So they don't need to live in the shadows anymore. It's more and more out in the open. So you've you've admitted freely that you had questions about the both of the Gulf Wars um, and, of course, the nine eleven attacks. Are you convinced those were conspiracies and not what the official reports are? Are you still trying to figure that out for yourself? Well, we there's a lot of things that just don't add up. Uh, for for example, this whole, why are we still in Afghanistan? That's quite the mystery. A few years ago, it was all over the Internet, and I, I believe I want to give credit where credit is due here. I want to say George Nury on Coast to Coast talked about the possibility of a Vimana discovered in one of those Afghanistan caves, and all of these heads of states, uh, Obama went there, Angela Merkel, Merkel went there, uh, the guy before Macron went there, I can't think of his name, uh, um, the uh, Prime Minister of England went there. They all went uh, to Afghanistan to look at some cave. And three of the men guarding the cave, three of the United States soldiers guarding the cave, mysteriously died while they were guarding the cave. Now, uh, of course, this was not on mainstream news. This was all on Internet conspiracy-type radio shows, such as yours, such as uh, Coast to Coast, those kinds of shows. But it would explain why we're hanging around Afghanistan. Is there technology there from another planet? There's got to be something there because why is this so? Why is this geopolitically important to us? I, I, All right, well, I let's, can't see it. Yeah, let's uh, let's pick this up when we get back from the break. It's Beyond Reality Radio. We're talking with Dina Ray tonight. Did you know that online retailers like Amazon have constant deals that can save you money on the things you buy every day? It's no joke. Save 40%, 50%, even 80% on great products. And all you have to do is know about them. Noodle Shark is the way to be alerted when something good is coming your way. Noodle Shark is the social media page that lists great deals that not only save you money, but give you the deals before anyone else has them. All you have to do is find Noodle Shark on Facebook. Search it as The Noodle Shark. That's The Noodle Shark. Because you deserve to save too. Become a Shark and save. Dina is an author and a conspiracy expert, and we were talking about Afghanistan and the occupation there. Jeez, Dina, it's been, what, um, 17 years, 18, no, 16 years? How long have we been in Afghanistan? I'm trying to remember now. Well, definitely since uh, 9-11. Yeah, I mean. Because we, we were hunting we, down Osama bin Laden, so uh, at least no, I think we went 18 in. Years. No, I think we went in. Years? I think we went in like a year after. Uh, took about I don't know something like that. But yeah, it's been quite a while. And you're saying that uh, you think there's a uh, some uh, maybe a geopolitical reason that we're hanging around in there. I mean, most people who would believe the the story that we get from the government is that we're there to maintain stability because we took out the Taliban, and if we left, the Taliban would just resume 
uh, power, which they seem to have done uh, to a degree anyway. Um, but you're saying that uh, there's a cave there that uh, many foreign dignitaries, including presidents of the United States, have visited, and there might be something to that. Right. There might be alien technology there, which is would there, actually make a lot more sense than this whole, oh, we're maintaining peace. Well, why why do we have to pay for maintaining peace? You, you know, where I'm going with this. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, again, that argument would be because we destabilized it. So uh, from a humanitarian standpoint, it's our responsibility. But I want to I know more about this possible alien technology connection. Is this something you've heard or is this just something that you've, you're speculating given the, what, the, what seems to be importance of this cave? Well, uh, there were pictures going around on the Internet, and then I heard, uh, George Nuri from Coast to Coast talk about it for yeah. a few shows. So, uh, so there are people you know, talking about this. There, there, this is, and not just him. This has been uh, floating around since I want to say 2013, maybe 20 about 2013. Hmm. So th- this has been floating around for some years now. And the and the U.S. servicemen that were guarding the cave that you say lost their lives. Did they lose their lives in a combat situation, or were they mysterious deaths? Just mysterious stuff, and like almost like radiation. Well, they didn't say this, but was it radiation poisoning from guarding this technology? They got radiation poison from guarding the technology. That's what is also being said. That is the the conspiracy theory on that. Again, these are not uh, total facts, but uh, I will great. uh, gladly send you the links after yeah. the show. Yeah, no, we have to. We have to take all of this with the understanding that um, you know these are people that are trying to think outside the box and look at what they consider to be the facts and put a story together that makes sense because the one they're being told doesn't make sense. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's just one of the you know explanations for Afghanistan. Uh, I, I'm not sure if I'm buying this. We've got to maintain stability. We've got to maintain some kind of democracy. We've got to maintain this. We've got to maintain that. Um, I'm not, I just seem, that seems like a very blanket excuse for everything. And when you're $21 trillion in debt, where is this money to maintain the world coming from? I guess that that's at least how I'm seeing it. And um, I'm certainly not alone in that respect. No, you're certainly not alone. There are a lot of people that ask those same questions. Um, Let's um, let's talk about New World Order again. Let's get back to that conversation. When we use the phrase New World Order in the context of this conversation tonight, in a conspiratorial context, what are we talking about? What is the definition of this New World Order? Well, J.B., that's an excellent question because there are different versions to New World Order conspiracy. Uh, of the, there's four versions that I know of. Uh, there's um, one of the versions. Uh, I'm, you know, going to just throw it out there. I do not subscribe to this version at all. But a lot of people uh, believe it's an anti-Semitic version, and they believe that the Rothschild family, for example, the uh, famous banking family, is behind the entire uh, conspiracy. They want 
to to run the world and um I mean I'm sure they have something to do with it they're in charge of uh, the IMF and uh the World Bank so I I do believe they are part of the inner circle but it's not a Jewish thing it's a power thing so but some people uh you know are racist and and that is the only direction that they'll go in Another version of New World Order is just the there's a bunch of powerful people in a secret cabal, and they plan on population control, killing off about 80% of the world, so it's at a sustainable level. And then they're going to just rule over the world. Everybody else will be their slaves, and that's that. Well, that's... That's another version. And then, of course, there's the alien version where aliens are here, whether they shapeshift or they're in hiding. That is, you know, depends on who you ask. And our inner circle has chosen sides with the aliens. And, again, we've got population control, uh, socialism, uh, major distribution of wealth, uh, the end of private property, the end of guns the um, end of the American way of life as we know it. Uh, that's, uh, again, uh, different kinds of um, food control, no more, so, less with uh, the meat, more with eating uh, bugs and that kind of thing. I, I think the Green Deal kind of touches on some of that. And then, of course, there's the one version that I believe in. It's the religious version that there will be, whether we want to stop it or not, there will be a one-world government, and I believe that we already have a skeletal government in place through the U.N., and one day we will have a leader who is going to look like he's the Messiah. He's going to come in the name of peace, like it says in the Bible, and he will rule the U.N., and things will change drastically once he gets in power. Okay, so uh, you defined a lot of variations of what would be uh, who would who would be controlling this new world order and what their motivation would be, but I want to get back to the nuts and bolts of what new world order means. We're talking what we're talking about one government that controls and um, basically rules over all of the people on Earth. Yes, uh, it's uh, a big part of new world order is population control. They're uh, scientists and physicists, a whole lot smarter than I'll ever be, have come to the conclusion, and this isn't just New World Order, this is just a, a blanket statement fact, uh, a lot of your uh, Green New Deal people would agree with me 100% on this, scientists believe that this Earth cannot have any more than 10 billion people on it in order to feed, for water, for uh, disease, for all of that. Ten billion is all we've really got room for in sustaining. So with that number, right now we're at 7.53 billion. And if you look at the Malthusian chart with population, how it's just exponentially growing, 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 they believe by 2050 we'll have that. 10 billion mark, which we can't sustain. So most people would agree the earth is easily, most easily inhabited uh, without any um, 
environmental issues, without any food issues, without uh, any um, ozone problems. It, it, it runs very smoothly at 2 billion people. So how do we get rid of uh, how do we get rid of 5.53 billion people as of now? And if this goes to 2050, how do we get rid of 8 billion people? That's one of the big questions with New World Order conspiracy, which is why it invites so many other different kinds of conspiracy in. Uh, some people think that you know uh, they see chemtrails in the sky, and that one way that we might die. Some people are wondering if uh, we'll have uh, like those, the, um, I can't think of the word, um, bio, bio, biochemical weapons, where biochemical weapons will get, be released in the air and certain clusters will just die off. Some people think that we'll have uh, man-made pandemics. Right. I mean, already we've mysteriously gotten measles back into the United States, and it is spreading. And um, some people, myself included, have to get revaccinated. So there, there are some theories like that, and then other people uh, tend to think it's gonna, it's not gonna go so slowly. It's gonna go more quickly. We're gonna have some kind of nuclear devastation. And a big chunk of the world's uh, going to get blown up, and um, there's going to be the takeover. That's that's when the takeover will hit. Okay, but again, um, we're getting into some detail here, but I just want to make sure I understand what New World Order means. It means one government. It means the, the elimination of national uh, borders. It means yes. one group of people or one person... Uh, ruling over everyone that remains, however many people that ends up being? Well, it would be one person, but he or she would have an inner circle. And there's where you get into your Illuminati, your Freemasonry, uh, your uh, Club of Rome, your Bohemian Grove. That That's where all of those, the Bilderbergs, the Bilderberg group that meets once a year, that's where all of those groups come into play who gets to be the one leader, who gets to be the inner circle that helps the one leader. And and that's the power. That will be the power structure once power is, once there's a takeover. Our guest is Dina Ray. We're talking about New World Order and the things that have to happen for that to happen. And Dina, it's... A, it's um, I mean, we've talked about population control, and one of the things that you brought up, and this is a short segment, so I want to address this topic specifically now. Um, you brought up uh, uh, measles and, and these diseases that were once basically eradicated, coming back and actually doing a lot of damage to people. And part of that is this um, movement, and it's more than just people deciding. There's there are, there are doctors and there are media outlets that are actually, have been at least, proponents of uh, not vaccinating children. Is that part of the effort to call the population a little bit? Well, that's, I mean, you bring up an excellent point. Nobody really seems to know. We, we've also had a huge influx of, uh, you know, people coming, uh, migrants coming here to uh, set up a new life. So we don't know if they were ever vaccinated or what they bring. Uh, we've had 
about to have Ebola a few years well, ago. Well, I will, I will say one thing. I do know that the legal immigration process asks, asks those questions about vaccinations and, and those types of things. That's part of the reason there's a legal immigration process to try to avoid some of these things. But I guess my question is, is there an intention behind all of this? Is there a misinformation campaign going on that is trying to convince people to not vaccinate uh, in an effort to start this process? Well, there are some people, they call them anti-vaxxers, and they won't get their kids vaccinated because they believe that that causes autism. Now, it's another conspiracy theory. Uh, there's no proof of that. There, uh, Again, that is, that is a theory, but autism used to be 20, 30 years ago, it was you know, one out of every 3,000 people had autism, and now it's one out of every 50 people have autism. So I don't know how the how we how we went from super rare to kind of common. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, again, I guess I guess what I'm saying is, and and, you're, and that's a good point as well. However, I will say this too. Um, you know. If, However many years ago, people were dying from polio and being crippled forever for, for, from polio, and a vaccination uh, stopped that. Mumps, measles, the same thing. So it's kind, of, it's kind of difficult to completely argue against it. But again, my question here is whether we believe this or not, is this a coordinated effort of misinformation to try to get people to avoid vaccinations? Do you think it is or not? Well, I... W- See, I, I'm on the other camp. I don't think anybody's trying to get people to avoid vaccinations. I think that they're trying to get people to get more vaccinations than they need. Okay. Some some babies are having, you know, 80 vaccinations before they're two years old. Uh, I, it's, it's, you know, a whole new new level. And, and, and that's a, speaking of conspiracy, I mean, is this whole need to get vaccinated uh, – 50 to 80 times uh, as a young child, part of making Big Pharma rich. I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. Well, those what are, are the vaccinations that we need versus what are the ones yeah. that, you know, we're, we're uh, scared into getting well, those are, those are all great questions, and I know that our producers here are working on uh, a program to talk specifically about vaccinations, and I don't want to get in too deeply to that. But I do know this. I do know when we have a major medical scare like uh, the AIDS epidemic or some of these other things that, you know, uh, have have, uh, kind of taken us by surprise, the whole world turns to uh, the pharmacological community to try to come up with a vaccination to solve the problem. Um, So, you know, it's 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 a bigger discussion, I think, than we have time to hit here. Now, I, we're going to go to break here in a minute. And when we come back, we're going to get into more details about the New World Order concept. But before we do that, where can people get a hold of your book? Uh, we've got about a minute here. Tell us, give us a quick synopsis about the book and tell people where they can get a hold of it. Well, the book was just released uh, a little, uh, it was released a month ago, a little bit less, maybe three weeks ago. So as for now, it's on Amazon. Now, all my other, I have seven other books. They're on Amazon, they're at Walmart, they're at uh, Apple, they're at Barnes & Noble, they're um, all over the place. But this specific book so far is just on Amazon. Okay. Is it a physical book or is it an ebook? It's both. It's both. Okay. You could get either format. 
All right, terrific. We're going to continue our conversation about the New World Order with Dina Ray on the other side of our break. And our phone lines are open at 844-687-7669 if you'd like to join this discussion or ask a question. And uh, don't forget that tomorrow night we've got Rob Shelsky from MUFON joining us. And on Thursday night, Dr. Paul Leslie. He's a psychotherapist, an author, and an educator. We'll be talking about hoodoo doctors and shamanism. I want to go right to our phone lines. We've had some people on hold that want to weigh in on this topic. So let's go to Austin in Gainesville, Florida. Hi, Austin. Welcome to the program. You're on with Dean Ray. Hey, thank you. Um, I know you said you didn't really want to delve too much into the vaccinations. I just wanted to, it kind of all ties in, though, so there's kind of no way for me to not do it. Okay, sure. Um, we, we, we got a seven-month-old, and the amount of invasive questions, when I say invasive, um, the New World Order is definitely already taking place. And it, what's so crazy about it is when you say it out loud, it's not like a nut job, right? They, they put these terms on you. That's the reason they call you conspiracy theorists. Well, there are such things as conspiracy. And they put that word theorist there with it because it makes you sound like a nut job. Right. Well, the deal is the government's already admitted to conspiracies. The government's already admitted, I mean, documented. But anyways, long story short, we go, you know, every time we go take our seven-month-old boys, um, they give you a pamphlet, a little piece of paper with all these vaccinations, and it tells you all the stuff, the side effects it has with it. When you ask questions, they look at you, and the first thing they come at you with is, are you an anti-vaxxer? That's not my question. Hmm. And the fact that you even come at me like that, and then they start asking questions of, okay, do y'all feel overwhelmed? Is there paint chipping and falling off of the homes? Is there, what kind of dogs do you have? These are all kinds of questions that um, the people that they got asking these questions, they're not even being doctors anymore. They're literally being new world agents, and they don't even realize it. Like, if you were to tell them what you're doing right now, it's not even treating my kid. Just, you're, treat, you're, you're literally part of the system. You don't even realize it. And it makes you... Like, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm not. I don't know enough about it. There's so much information on the Internet. Y'all were talking before about did all this stuff just start popping up. We don't know. We only knew what we reported and what was reported and what we read in the papers before. Before Twitter and Facebook, now everybody knows what's going on in Indonesia right now because of Twitter and Facebook and the Internet. And so there's so much information... And I think you're both right. I think it's one could be misinformation trying to get people to not get anti, uh, be anti-vaxxers, and another one is trying to steer the other crowd, and they're just literally categorizing people and chopping up people to where, okay, we know where they stand, we know where they stand, we know where they stand, and they're literally just waking the system there. George, w., George Bush Sr., he talked about it way back in the 90s. That was not a fluke when he said that in the speech. So I'll uh, hang up and listen. Love the show as always. Oh, Austin, thank you so much. Great points there. Um, Dina, did what Austin say there, when it comes to taking your child, your infant, into a doctor's office and you start getting a litany of questions, um, is that part of this as well, part of what you've been talking about? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, to me, the whole thing is a scam. Uh, there are certain, again, there are certain vaccines that we need, like polio you mentioned, uh, measles, chickenpox, 
Uh, see, let, I, let, me, let me just interrupt you there because let me just interrupt just because I think that's interesting you said that because one of the ones I thought probably isn't necessary is chicken pox because I mean we've done without that for a long time you get chicken pox you're then you, you get an immunity to it um, you listed that in in the list of ones that you feel we need uh, well chicken pox are some relation with shingles when you get older right, that's true so why that one I, I kind of I kind of agree with, but you know, you've got the big ones. What, what are all these other ones coming from? And uh, this, this neat, why do we need a flu? Since when do we need a flu shot every year? I've never gotten a flu shot. Yeah. I don't never. get them. I don't get them either. I don't do it either. Yeah. Um, let's, let's go back to our phone lines. This is Dave in Arizona. Dave, welcome to the program. Hello. Thank you. What's on your mind? Hi Dave. Uh, <clears throat> hello. Uh, I uh, found uh, tonight's show very interesting, and uh, I felt compelled to call in and um, just was wondering if you'd ever looked at all um, a uh, thing called the John Birch Society, founded mm-hmm. in 1958. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, I've been recently listening to uh, <clears throat> some of their videos on their YouTube channel, Um jbs.org, I guess, the website, but on their YouTube channel, on the playlist, there's a very interesting uh, 60-part or 40-part series called Myths, uh, Facts Versus Myths, or vice versa, Myths Versus Facts, Uh, 40-part series broken down into eight minutes or less uh, each, so small bite-sized pieces. I wanted to highly recommend uh, if you hadn't listened to it or uh, any of the listeners, you know, listen to that. It's very revealing. I've been looking ever since 9-11. I've been trying to track down exactly what is the new world order and what's what's all inside of it. So, and, Dave, is this, sorry. no, it's okay. Is the John Birch Society in this series of videos, is it revealing uh, some of these new world order ideas? Is that what it is, kind of uh, pulling the mask off them? Uh, yes. Uh, they uh, take actual historical facts. Well, they're pitching for a, a, the book throughout uh, a book that was written, and it has all the details uh, and the, uh, what do you call it, the, um, the source of their... Sorry information where they got the historical facts and stuff from and i guess basically in a nutshell what they're saying is that uh in in france uh a lot of the illuminati uh way back in the 1700s is when it started and they had um found some of the uh, secret societies a, a lot of their information when somebody got killed struck by lightning fell off his horse, and they found all this information uh, concerning the Illuminati. And it was pretty much uh, also pretty interesting that everything you'll find in the Communist Manifesto pretty much mirrors what their um, uh, plan is. Well, um, Dave, thank you. Thank you for the phone call. Thank you for pointing that out. Um, What are your thoughts, Dina? No, your uh, Dave, I believe, uh, is absolutely right. The uh, John Birch Society is uh, at times maybe controversial, but they are one of the biggest um, 
fighters against communism as far as uh, groups go. And just to, you know, piggyback onto what your caller said, many people, if not all people who believe in New World Order, believe that the only kind of government that New World Order will work with is a communist government or possibly a socialist government. There, it, it can't work with, in a, a democracy or a republic or a theocracy, a monarchy, none of that. It's, it's got to be uh, communi- communism or socialism. It's going to be some form of so total- that- totalitarianism, you're saying, right? Yes. Yeah. I didn't mean to cut and you again, off. I just wanted to clarify. And everybody has to be working for the common good of the government. That is what your whole life is. Um, let's. Uh, we have to go to break here in just a couple minutes. Let's um, talk about the things that are necessary, uh, according to this New World Order conspiracy idea. What has to happen for the New World Order to actually take take place? There are a couple of tenants, like three or four tenants that have to uh, be in place before this can happen. What are they? Uh, real real quick, before we get into that, I am, I just want to throw it out. One of the the main things is the openness about it. And I know we were talking a little bit about that earlier, how politicians are using that phrase, New World Order. Uh, I also wanted to talk just, just very briefly about uh, in 2016, there was a tunnel in Switzerland called the Gothard Tunnel, and we're talking about the time has come where people are out in the open. Well, again, this Gothard Tunnel, the opening of the Gothard Tunnel, had. I, I'm urging your listeners to to watch the ceremony because if this ain't out in the open, if this ain't saying the New World Order is here, I don't know what is. It is a total demonic uh, new world or an ode to new world order, an ode to the devil, an ode to Satan. That is wow. the entire, I mean, it's a total parade of Satanists. Wow. It's got uh, uh, orgies going. Like, but, I mean, they're not, the people aren't naked, but they're in those like one piece nude things. Oh, so what was, what, hold on, what was this again that you want? What is this now? It's a, it's a ceremony opening it, a tunnel in Switzerland. Yeah, in 2016, the Gothard Tunnel. Gothard Tunnel. I want to get back to this uh, list, though, of things that are kind of the basic tenets of what have to happen before uh, this New World Order can take over. Because you mentioned population control. I know that's one of them. What are the other things in the list? Well, uh, again, you got to start getting rid of the borders. And we're seeing it here, uh, here in the United States of America. Um, our Democratic Party, I mean, this is a major political party. Some of the candidates are calling for open borders, or which open borders, of course, means no borders. So that right there, to me, is a sign. We've got uh, the European Union, which is now kind of like a mini United States of America. Well, England decided that it wasn't a good deal, and if you're a rich country, it's not a good deal. So they voted for Brexit. Well, did they exit the European Union? No, they voted for that a couple years ago, and they're still stuck inside of it, um, almost like they're forced to to be part of this group that they don't want to be part of. 
So well, when you hold, hold, hold on, hold on, just to clarify here, uh, the uh, there was a popular vote in Britain as to whether or not to leave the European Union, and the popular vote sided with leaving. And the British government has been dragging its feet on the yep. exit from the European Union. I, what yep. was that? That was like five years ago, wasn't it? It's been many. It's been several years since that vote took place, and it still hasn't happened. I agree. Yeah, it's been it's been a while. It's been at least three years. You might be right. Maybe so, it's up to five now. Yeah. So what we're seeing in that particular case is the will of the people. Uh, when they actually had a public referendum, it didn't seem to go the way the government wanted it to go, and they've basically ignored it. Although there's you know lip service being given to it, um, but nothing has ha- nothing has been done. Exactly, because again, we're starting to roll out bigger and bigger empires so eventually we'll just have one empire so that's, so that's, you've, you've talked about uh, population control you've talked about open borders what else has to happen for this new world order to take effect well again your last caller touched on the john birch society and communism well one of the big facets of communism, and it's also going to have to be a big facet of New World Order, is either no religion or a common religion. And right now we're seeing what's called interfaithism. You see, maybe you see those bumper stickers where it says coexist and it's all the right, different right. Uh, relig- religious symbols ever. Well, that is definitely someone who's buying into the New World Order chain of thought, because quite frankly, if you if if every religion is equal, then what's the point? There's no religion then. So, uh, and our forefathers found religion to be the most important thing there was. They mentioned it in the First Amendment. So... If we're going to be one religion right now, not to you know drone on about this point, but I feel very passionate about it. I am not a Catholic, and I certainly don't want to offend any of your listeners who are a Catholic. But this Pope is changing the Catholic Church by leaps and bounds. By leaps and bounds, he has got Imams coming in, reading the Quran in in church. He's got. Uh, rabbis coming in. He um, is is talking to young people and, and saying how we're all looking for God one way or another, no matter what your religion is. Well, that might be fine if you're a politician, but when you're leader of the Catholic Church, a Christian church, why are you saying these kinds of things? He uh, is, is getting involved politically with this border thing. Again, this is a man who lives in a, a palace behind walls. And he's preaching to our country about walls. He is giving not his money, but whatever Catholics put in that basket, $500,000 of it, to uh, the immigrants who are awaiting on the border to sneak in. So to me, I, I personally see this as an act of war. Uh, I don't understand how well, he I can think, interfere I think, I with think, our politics and our laws. I think many of the things that you're bringing up that are part of this effort to create a new world order would be considered acts of war against any sovereign nation because the, that sovereignty has to be challenged from every angle. If you're uh, watching the YouTube channel or you haven't found the YouTube channel, please visit uh, YouTube and just go to J.V. Johnson. And when you get there, subscribe to the channel. 
Um, we've got a great archive of programs there, plus some uh, other related stuff. You can find a whole bunch of things there. There are hundreds of videos, and we'd love to have you be a subscriber as well. Um, and, the, and the show streams live there. If you can't find it on a local radio station, it is live on YouTube as well. Our guest tonight, Dina Ray, we're talking about New World Order and her book, Crowns and Cabals. And Dina, we've got to go to the phone lines again here. A lot of people um, want to weigh in on this topic. This is John in Kansas City, Missouri. Hi, John. Welcome to the program. Hey, how's it going? Terrific. Thanks. Great. Um, Yeah, you know, I just, when she commented about the Pope, I have a very hard time liking this man. Um, I just wrote an article on my blog discussing the fact that they're trying to charge him with heresy, the bishops and some of the priests and the clergy in the Catholic Church. I don't know if you've heard about this. Well, no, I haven't. I know it's controversial, and I'm a Catholic um, myself, uh, but I haven't heard that it's gone that far. Yeah, they just um, sent him a letter saying that they request his resignation um, by 19 bishops and I don't know how many priests um, because the acts of heresy, and some of the acts of heresy that I think should have been on the list were when they asked him, what happens when, you're, when you die? What happens to your soul when you die? And he said, it vanishes. That's hmm. blasphemy, period. If you're, the, if you're the leader of the Catholic Church and the leader of you know, Catholic Christians, period. Then he said, when they asked him, is there a hell? And he said, there is no hell. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. I, I just can't understand how somebody who's a leader like that yeah, um, is in charge of the church. Then they charged the, on the in the letter of the Acts of Heresy. They also said that he was walking down the aisle with a satanic staff. Um, he's he supposedly supposedly rehabilitated a bishop, a cardinal who was um, defrocked from the Catholic Church because of pedophilia. Wow! But he personally took him with him. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not sure which of this is, um, you know, is is uh, real news or fake news or in between. I'm sure the truth lies somewhere in between. But I do know this man has been very, very controversial as the Pope. Do you know, um, John? Have they ever removed a Pope this way? I think it was in the 18, 1800s, maybe, or the 1700s. Mm-hmm. It was like 1766 or. 1866, around that time, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, well, thank you for the phone call. Thank you for pointing that out. Dina, does this, again, play to what we've been talking about here with the effort to um, either minimize or eliminate or create uh, religion altogether or create a one-world religion in this process? Is this falling into that, uh, what would you con- oh. what you'd consider to be the conspiracy? Oh, absolutely. I just want to, you know, quickly... Uh, add, add to what your caller was saying. Uh, I, I know I blogged about it maybe a year or two ago because Pope Francis motivated me with one of his quote unquote Christian policies. Uh, there was an a, a Irish monk called Malachi, spelled M A L A C H I, and he had all these visions, and he uh, somehow, I, th- I want to say in the three, 300s, and um, he wrote down all of the popes that were going to get picked from the time he was the monk to Pope Francis. And uh, Pope Fr- the last pope's name was supposed to be Peter. So that, that part of his prophecy 
isn't fulfilled. But he got everything else like 100% right. This this last pope, which would, if you follow this uh, Malachi's prophecy, is the end to the Catholic religion. So, Mm. again, from what we're seeing, this was, you know, in 300, in the 300s, we've got an Irish monk uh, with 100% a uh, uh, thousand batting average, and uh, you know one of the few things he got wrong was the last guy's name. Well, you you can easily argue that this pope might have been aware of that prophecy and chose and chose Francis instead of Peter as his name to throw us all off the scent. Uh, I I'm with your caller on that. I don't trust him. I think a lot of the things that he is saying doesn't add up to being a Christian, and um, this whole hell thing is bizarre. Um, I've never heard uh, any Christian clergyman say anything like that. The um, The fact that he has the nerve to give what people put in the baskets away uh, to make a political point and then, of yeah. course, to give what people put in the baskets to lawyers to to defend for pedophilia is disgusting. Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah. There's a lot of controversy surrounding this pope, um, and I think we've made the point as it relates to the new New World Order discussion. I want to go back to the phone lines. This is Mark in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Hi, Mark. Welcome to the program. Hi. Uh, thank you, sir. I uh, I had a question because I I live in New Mexico, and of course. Uh, the main thing that's uh, struck a chord with me, uh, thank you, Dina, is uh, how is it that they have been so successful uh, in hamstringing, just uh, just like with the Brexit uh, not working, they, the uh, government here is, is uh, completely uh, unable to move on, on uh, protecting our own sovereignty, that somehow the... Um, the changes that were made uh, specifically under Obama in 2012 and again in 2014 with, uh, you know, the uh, asylum regs, there's, there's been no uh, movement uh, from, you know, under the Trump administration in trying to sort that out. It's kind of disturbing to me. Mark, it's a it's a great point and a great question. Um, it seems to be one of those things, Dina, whereby you know the the people speak through uh, the ballot box, yet nothing yeah. changes. Um, is it right. is it that the entire federal government is complicit in this? Well, it makes you wonder for sure. And then I'd like to point out we're talking about inner circle earlier. I think one of our our biggest inner circlers uh, is George Soros. Soros. And a lot of people have been wondering these uh, caravans that we've got coming uh, up from Honduras and Guatemala, are they, they they sure aren't walking to our country with absolutely nothing. They've got car rides here, car rides there, food here, water there. They've got people following them with all kinds of supplies. Well, that costs money. Who's funding this? And George George Soros is famous for getting in the way of government's wills for his own political agenda, which, which, by the way, is New World Order, which, by the way, is socialism. So why, I don't understand how somebody could not go to jail for that. Again, you're talking about sovereignty. Is there sovereignty anymore? Has, has New World Order just 
you know, completely diminished all sovereign laws. Yeah. Uh, again, Mark, I just want to, you're on the front lines of all of this where you live. Um, and you're saying that basically, uh, we lost Mark. Okay. Um, it's kind of a head scratcher, Dina, when you talk about things, when we talked about diseases and vaccinations, and when you don't have a legal and methodical process to allow immigrants into the country, you you run the risk of bringing uh, unvaccinated people in or people that are carrying diseases or, or, or some other things like um, um, pests. Um, and then you also have have the terrorist threat. You've got all these things. So it's very, very hard to understand why there isn't a unified position on this topic and i don't i don't get it and maybe it's related to new world order and maybe it isn't now one we we only have a few minutes left here and we haven't gotten to all the things on the list i know that media control is also very important in the effort to yeah. create this new world order can you speak about that for a minute well i that that one we're all seeing right now you you put on fox it's one set of stories you put on cnn it's another set of stories now, there's more stations like CNN than there are a Fox, but I will say that both of uh, both the CNNs and the Foxes of the world are not covering world news. I have to get my world news on uh, Internet sites, on um, OANN, which is kind of an obscure headline news type of channel. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff going on in China that, is never on CNN. It's never on MSNBC. It's never on Fox. I don't think people understand that China is on a killing spree with Muslims and Christians right now. They're totally annihilating them. Again, what is part of New World Order? Get re- getting rid of religion. And it, China doesn't play by the United States rules. If somebody's a problem, if somebody uh, wants to worship openly, well, they're gone. They're dead. And, you know, we might be the last bastion of hope in all of this, but New World Order zealots definitely got their hooks in us. And like you said, the border, to me, that's a real no-brainer. I mean, what country doesn't have the right to defend their border? What country doesn't have the right to set uh, uh, immigration laws? That's a no-border. And here we uh, a no-brainer. Excuse me. Here we've got a, a major party calling for not only abolition of all borders, but free health care. Joe Biden, to me, is the most normal of all of the Democrats running. Free health care for illegals, free health care for the world. Don't worry about the border. Come on in, legally, illegally. We got you covered. Well, we means me because I work. We means anybody who works and pays taxes. So I don't even understand how this could be a mainstream um, voting part, unless the election's rigged and it doesn't really matter what they say. So I, again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm revved up about all. Yeah, of this, well, there's like there's a lo- there's a lot of reason to be revved up about this, and it's hard not to make this a political discussion. Um, as much as we avoid that part of this conversation, it's it's unavoidable. But I want to go back to the media for a second. There's been a a revolution in the media landscape over the past 10 to 15 years. We've gone from relying on a handful of network newscasts for our information to um, things like Facebook or Twitter or whatever we happen to have as an app on our phone anymore. Um, How is that playing into the hands of these 
New World Order folks, or is that actually offering a way that people can communicate with each other without the filter of these folks? Well, again, that depends on your leanings. Uh, look at Alex Jones. I'm sure he would, wouldn't think it was too fair. And it's not just him anymore. They're picking off more and more and more people from these major social media sites because they don't agree yeah. with what they have to say. Right. So free speech does not apply to Facebook. Free speech does not apply to, to Twitter. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Facebook owns uh, Pinterest and Instagram. That's right. Yes. So, and, and I also know that YouTube uh, recently said that they are... Um, uh, what was the? How did they put it? They said there's certain subject matter that will uh, not be show up in their recommended videos and in their you know in their self promotion. And those are things with controversial ideas like conspiracy theories. Right. So there is a there right. is a there is another form of um, of uh, you know uh, media control there that uh, and censorship that is that is affecting all of this. So population control no religion or one world religion that probably doesn't believe in a deity, but it's probably something like what the earth is, is our God or something like this. Um, media control. Some kind of spirit, yeah. Some kind of spiritual something, some kind of higher power. I mean, you, we, you, you can't deny that, that there's higher power for no, whatever saying, religion you are. Well, so they, they're going to, you know, but I've but, but the new world order, if I understand how these folks would operate if they were given this power, they want to be the ultimate power. Um, they don't yep. want a, people looking up to a divine being as the ultimate power. So therefore, the quote unquote religion would be a more innocuous type thing. I would yep. assume again, I'm, you know, I'm basing this yep. off, off of what you said tonight already. Um, how close are we to seeing something like this happen? Well, We've already got the blueprints for it, thanks to the UN. Uh, this is, uh, again, Hitler, I, I believe that Hitler had a dress rehearsal to this whole show. And uh, he, had it, he had it down. I mean, you, you were talking about the media. Well, one of the first things he did was burn down uh, the, major, uh, the, the major newspaper in Germany who, who wasn't saying nice things about him. And then he hired that Goebbels guy to do nothing but propaganda about how great he was. So Hitler understood real well how powerful the media was, even back in the 30s and 40s. The, the media is definitely um, key to all this. So you could easily argue World War II show, showed the inner circle what they can do and what they need to work on. It was a, it was a real dress nice rehearsal. dry it was a, run. It was a dress rehearsal for them. All right, we've got about a minute left here. Now, your book, Crowns and Cabals, is this a fictionalized account of what can happen based on what we've yeah. talked about? Yes. It's uh, definitely fictionalized, but there's tons of research in it. Right. That... And and uh, if you're a conspiracy, uh, a fan of conspiracy theory, you'll recognize some of the uh, storyline. Uh, it's, you know, written as a warning, but it's also written for, for fun, too. There's, there's you know, a, a little sense of fun to it, uh, but it's, it's definitely an entertaining story. Well, Dina, we didn't get to everything that I was hoping we would, um, but that's okay. That means that the conversation was engaging. We had a lot of great callers and a lot of great, great questions, but I appreciate your time. Um, once again, where can people find your book, Crowns and Cabals? 
Again, Amazon, 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 uh, Dina, D-I-N-A, Ray, R-A-E. You can find me on my blog, dinaraysrightstuff.blogspot.com. I'm at Halo of the Damned on Twitter. I have a Facebook page, Dina Ray Books on Facebook. I'm on Pinterest. I'm on Instagram. Uh, I'm um, on Goodreads. Uh, I do a lot on Goodreads. Um, I'm all over the place. I'm, I'm easy to find. There's another Dina Ray who sings with Eminem. That's not me. I'm <laughs> the, know, the writer. Dina it's, Ray. it's funny you said that because when I was looking up information <laughs> earlier, I like, I'm like, why are there so many pictures of Eminem coming up here? It was a little strange to me. But uh, Dina, thank you so much for being here. It was a really in, uh, intriguing and uh, fascinating conversation. We'll hope to have you back some night. Thank you so much for having me. Tomorrow night, we've got Rob Shelsky back on the program. He's a MUFON field investigator. We're going to be talking about UFOs and other paranormal research. Thursday night, it's Dr. Paul Leslie, psychotherapist, author, and educator. And we will speak with him about hoodoo doctors and shamanism. So a great week of programs coming up here. By the way, Thursday night's program will be hosted by the shark, Bruce Markison. I'll be in Buffalo, New York for a convention um, which should be a great weekend. Uh, you know, I was trying to come up with a, a great way or a song that we could play to uh, pay tribute to Stanton Friedman. Again, we lost Stanton uh, a day or two ago um, as he was traveling home from an event. And uh, he has been the authority on UFOs and extraterrestrial visitations for about 50 years. And he is the uh, the gentleman that actually brought Roswell into the mainstream conversation. And uh, there was only, only one song that I could actually come up with that uh, seemed somewhat appropriate. Uh, we actually played this song. I can't remember wh- who the guest was, but we kind of dusted it off because I don't think many people remember that. Yeah, that would that would be a good one as well as our chat room weighs in. On songs, but anyway, um, we'll miss Stanton Friedman's uh, expertise and his insight. But his work will live on forever, and, and the trail that he blazed for us will continue to open up new doors and new ideas. Uh, it's Beyond Reality Radio. I'm JV. I'll see you tomorrow night. Thanks for being here. Beyond Reality Radio is hosted by Jason Hawes and JV Johnson and produced by Alexandria Johnson and Slick Eddie Edwards for Entercom Radio. Beyond Reality Radio is distributed by Westwood One Radio Networks. Stop by our Facebook page and say hello. Follow the hosts on Facebook as well. For Jason Hawes, follow at JasonHawes.taps. For JV Johnson, follow at JVJ Paranormal. If you'd like to be a guest on Beyond Reality Radio or you have a suggestion for a guest, contact Slick Eddie Edwards at slickeddieedwards at gmail.com. Be sure to visit our chat room as well at beyondrealityradio.com. Thanks for listening.